industrial society and its future. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the finest book reviewing program on the internet, Nick's Nonfiction, hosted by your host, Nick Munez. Here we are, we're doing the damn thing one more time, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we have got Ready Player One. Much better than I was expecting. Gamers, there is one rule to Nick's Nonfiction. There are no rules. Fiction! Friendly fire is on, you're gay. Okay, no more characters for the intro. I'm going to be treating you today as a guest in the Nick's Nonfiction server. Today we question base reality. Are we in a video game? Are we in a video game within a video game? My fellow academics like to call this simulation theory. The Buddhists used to call it turtles on turtles. Hannah Montana, turtles on turtles. <laughs> Is this reality or are we within reality's reality? You've seen the movie, the sequels are coming out. We're getting along the hype train, okay? We don't need to have an existential crisis today. This book is the future. Industrial society and its future. It's not even fiction, okay? We're blurring the lines today. Reality is stranger than fiction. <laughs> like, I don't have too much to say in the intro here. It's a pretty compelling story. I'll tackle transhumanism simulation theory in a more chilled manner than ever. Just trying to talk video games today, and to show you that I'm not pandering to gamers, I think video games have ruined a generation of men. I'm making fucking mac and cheese, and no I guess it taught people how to rage a little bit harder, which I love. But yeah, the dudes are pretty distracted. Like it's good for puzzle solving, socializing online. I was 10th prestige in Black Ops. The real problem I see is escapism. So all these future bullshit ideas we're going to skim over, but just think escapism. Do people like to be in reality anymore? <laughs> Everyone is done with this beta of society. One more quote on the intro. This is how I read books, how this guy plays video games. These games were outdated digital dinosaurs that had become museum pieces long before I was born. Friedrich Nietzsche. But I didn't think of them as quaint low-res antiques. To me, they were hallowed artifacts, pillars of the pantheon. When I played the classics, I did so with a determined sort of reverence. <laughs> but we're not just reading these books, we're living them! The hundreds of books that I have read have lived up to these choices moving forward. So guys, keep your mind open again. Happy New Year. So happy to be here. Let's escape into a reality, maybe realer than our own. About the author Ernest Klein. Nothing really to know. He's not a Roman emperor. He's got a pretty tough follow from last week. And on the real, I'm trying to change my personality. I'm going to take a big trip between this week and next. Skip forward if you want to see, but we got a psychedelic book coming up. Literally, people, you have not seen my final form. I am still evolving. Even next week, we're not even close to the end point. Patreon.com slash the niche. Harry Schwan on Instagram. I don't even have a video game joke here. What are you about to call me in five minutes when I throw in a lip? Pac-Man. <laughs> Got he. We'll be right back. Chapter 1. Ready Player One. Oasis Origins. We begin 
upon the death of developer James Halliday, the man who built the Oasis. Halliday has recently passed and is announcing that the Easter eggs are hidden within. The finder of these eggs are going to acquire Halliday's entire fortune and ownership of the Oasis. The Oasis has rolled out in Wade's youth. He remembers the launch. A massive marketing campaign promoted the launch of the Oasis. The pervasive television, billboards, and internet ads featured a lush green oasis complete with palm trees and a pool crystal of blue water, surrounded by aisles, what you guys saw in the intro. Over time, it became a multiplayer online virtual reality game that most of humanity now used on a daily basis. Developer Halliday had a younger version of himself read his will in the game when he died. The first person to win the Easter egg will acquire $240 billion. That's the entirety of his fortune. Quote, so I remained stuck at school. I felt like a kid standing in the world's greatest video arcade without any quarters, unable to do anything but walk around and watch the other kids play. You know, it'd be dangerous to let kids buy lotto tickets, but we let them buy loot boxes in video games. Be our guest, full steam ahead. Kids could fucking gamble their life away and become a child actor. I'm talking about escapism here. That's just the one theme to keep in mind. It's masked future plans. He's a kid in school. Let's get some more story going. On his personal website, Halliday posted a scoreboard. In order to track the scores of the top 10 players in the competition, this came to be known as the scoreboard. It is like if Steve Jobs uploaded a posthumous treasure hunt to every single iPhone. Should have got a laugh. Quote, Millions of people all over the world devoted every possible moment to hunt for the Easter egg. They became known as the Gunters. As years passed, the global obsession with the eggs died down. The story moved on to the realm of urban legend. Those eggs aren't even real. 2044, the government is finally shelling out uh, like a universal basic income, he was saying. And that's where you see the movie starts. Everyone's living in storage containers. Yes, you will live in the pod, you will eat the bugs. <laughs> and yes, the book is always better than the movie. I'm gay. Symbolic stuff here. I'll double down on my homosexuality. Like, if your needs are met, they had the UBI, what are you going to go and do in the Oasis? Are you going to look for the egg, or are you just going to chill there? And maybe it's a first world country, man. All of our needs are met. So are you going to be ambitious, or are you going to fucking chill? No way is right, but treasure or pleasure what are you looking for dude i'm a marketing machine treasure or pleasure that's the human condition <laughs> quote my trailer was part of a collection of over 500 trailers stacked on top of each other to make the portland avenue stacks this was like <laughs> bro it's the polygon papers after the energy crisis, when people flooded into urban centers in search for work, we were met with a lack of housing options. The story picks up. Wade finds the copper key. He's inside the Oasis one day. All eyes are on him. He gets the first in the leaderboard. A popular blog that received millions of hits a day started to write about Wade. Wade finds out who runs the blog, and it's this chick, Artemis. Wade takes her to his boy's house in the Oasis. That's Q in the movie. He has a nice digital, all the best cars in the video game. And while he was supposed to be in school, he was doing PvP. And this was a whole thing. When you're in school, you go to school in VR in this book, and you're not allowed to do combat. 
no dark sarcasm in the classroom. And they also made it so you can't modify your avatar in school. Pretty good stuff here. Upon graduation, he changes his gamer tag to Parzival. That's one of the King Arthur Knights in Search for the Holy Grail. You get some more backstory about fucking Holiday, the owner. This guy invented the Oasis, and he's going, nothing should be monetized in here. It's for people to play. And then over time, people are getting hit with ads, which you're not allowed to have ads in the Oasis, but here they are. You know, <laughs> I... <clears throat> IOI is the name of the evil corporation in the story. So the three of them are hanging out at Q's headquarters when the Gunters find out another clue has dropped. <laughs> Chapter 2. Level Up The worlds in the Oasis were organized into zones, of which there were 27 organized into the shape of a Rubik's Cube. The zones were difficult to travel, so one of the ways developers profited off the game was charging people for virtual fuel it costs to get a character from one world to another. Oh yeah, is oil really a temporary resource, or does it replenish itself? Liars. Watch the movie In Time, it's my favorite movie, it portrays exchange rates perfectly. <laughs> he goes deep on the nerd history. Wade is reading the same almanac as Halliday in. To find an Easter egg, one must become an Easter egg. Quote, the limerick led me to Dunces and Dragons, as it included the name of one of the game's modules, Tombs and Horrors. Like, if you do love gaming culture, this is the perfect book for you. I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> the entire Easter egg hunt, it's an extended D&D quest, the, the original video game. I bet dudes in 1500s built their old little figurines. It's <laughs> this place in Denver called the Witch's Box. I like to go inside the Witch's Box. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dudes be playing Dunces and Dragon all up in that city. I, I learned a lot from this book. It's some Willy Wonka shit, bro. I'm not going to leave a will for my kids. I'm going to leave a treasure map. And it's not going to really lead to anything. But along the way, they're going to find out they had the treasure all along. Friendship. The Latin name for game is lupus. And so there's 27 areas in the oasis. Dr. Lupo, the uh, next key he's thinking is going to be on lupus. So all these almanac years are paying off. He's like, I decided that if Halliday had in fact hidden the key on lupus, it was because he wanted a student to find it. <laughs> Willy Wonka. And Wade is going... Halliday wants a student to find the key because he knows the corpos are going to trash this shit. Ludus, he finds a hidden tomb. He's only a level three, so he's warned not to proceed. Big whoop de doo He goes in and he solves the puzzle, but he's like moving forward. You can't go in without the skill that you need. He learns a lesson. How nice. And the way he got the key was this fucking knight lich was guarding it. And he lost the first couple times, and then the third time, he's like, let's switch arms. And he makes the knight whatever. He's rewarded with thousands of coins, and it doesn't even matter that he had that little realization. He instantaneously becomes a level 10. Mobile games? Level 1 crook. Level 100 boss. Every single ad. <laughs> he's a boss instantaneously. And it becomes a big thing. Now he doesn't have to wait to travel in between zones. Dude. 
on the key is another clue. Quote, What you seek lies in the trash on the deepest level of Daggerath. Wade says the trash referred to the kind of computer Halliday got as a kid, a Daggerath, a reference to the game that only the platform first had. Take some time to catch up with his crutch Artemis here. Crutch? Crush? She tells Wade she'd been trying to win the joust for the last five weeks. And he's still simping over her even though now he has the key. <laughs> he tries not to tell her that he got it, but she's like, Have you looked at the scoreboard, Wade? He's number one on the scoreboard, so now he's like one of the most famous people in the world. That's not where the journey ends. Artemis and Wade, they go to Planet Halliday. I think this was much better in the movie. There's like a ball going on, an anti-gravity club. I want to go. And then they fucking hit this time bomb that freezes all the guards and escape. I played Dunces and Dragons on Daggerath for a long time. You see how that wouldn't have been good for Hollywood? <laughs> so yeah, they, they escape off of this planet. The captain concealed the jade key in a dwelling along the neglected sides, but you can only blow the whistle once the trophies are collected. He needed Artemis for this part. Quote, Ogden Morrow appeared on an interview in order to warn both of us to stay anonymous, lest you be discovered and exploited by Sixers working for IOI. Ogden Morrow is like one of the fucking co-owners of the Oasis, but he's the good guy, and he isn't really relevant anymore. He just hides and guides the kids. <laughs> it's why I have to leave the mountains this year. I'm not going to be Ogden Morrow. <laughs> Quote, she made me laugh. He's talking about the bitch. She made me think. She changed the way I saw the world. This whore. I'd never had such a powerful immediate connection with another human being before. Love? Gay? Chapter 3. Get real. <laughs> We're crossing the lines of, like, real and the oasis here. Ogden Morrow just warned them. You have to stay anonymous in every aspect of your life now. Even falling in love is going to be dangerous. Oh, he's talking about the Sixers were the name of the IOI. Alan Iverson, the evil Sixer. <laughs> they tell H or Q in the movie that they won the joust, and so they just let him do it. So before they were all scoundrels on their own, they're working together. IOI is offering a highly lucrative business proposition for anyone willing to work with them. They tried to poach Q after that. They figured out one of them's got to be weak, so the corpos are trying to get the keys. Please be aware that if you choose not to accept our proposal, we intend to approach each of your competitors. This broke the illusion of anonymity and immorality of my avatar and brought every dangerous implication of the Oasis into view. They don't play fair. This is one of the first times he's starting to realize it. And he's saying the lines are seriously starting to blend between real and digital. If the corpos can't buy you, they'll try to kill you. <laughs> Wade, Q, Artemis, they start meeting up with uh, Socho, this Asian guy who figured out how to get one of the keys. They realize that if the Sixers beat them to the second key, they would barricade that one as well. And then they would just have to win the game. They do it m multiple times in the book. This is why I expedite it. It's not a game. People are cheating. <laughs> it's a racket, you know what I'm saying? If not everybody is applying to the rules, it's not a game. And he's seeing the system for what it is, a fucking prison with some pretty lights. <laughs> 
gatekeepers. He's talking about barricading the next entry. Try to become a comedian. It's so easy, guys. All you have to do is open mic. (laughs) Young guys, all you have to do is keep grinding. Sure. The IOI agents block off the entrance to another tomb so that the Gunters can't break through. And then the scoreboard fills up with IOI agents. Blue check marks. <laughs> We're going to break on through to the other side. This isn't me giving up, people. I'm just showing you there's a lot more to the challenge. Days pass. Wade's trailer gets raided for drugs. He's going, nobody can afford drugs in my neighborhood. Everybody's drug is the screen. Do I need to say it again? <laughs> it's all cope, man. Wade travels to Columbus, Ohio. He changes his name to Bryce Lynch. With the Oasis money, he's able to access a new hacker site. Quote, the view was perpetually bleak. His new apartment, it's an overcrowded city that was filled with smog. Nice. Uh, That's a nice apartment in Columbus, Ohio. I'd rather live in the stacks. (laughs) Only in Ohio. That should have been the joke. Anyway, Wade, he's going to the IOI headquarters. It's based out of Ohio, so he's got the quickest fiber optic speed. He's going, people are doing drugs in this city, and it's meth. (laughs) I don't know if this is a fucking fiction book. This is how we raise our kids on stimulants and video games. From Ohio, Wade is being blamed for a murder back in the stacks. And, like, he heard the rumors. Some guy killed his wife. And they're trying to blame it on him or something. Wade's life is obviously terrible at the moment. And this is not when you should try to hit on a girl. (laughs) He tries to convince to whatever his name is that he loved. The bish. She says, you don't live in the real world, Wade. From what you've told me, I don't think you ever had. You're like me. You live inside the illusion. She gestures to our virtual surroundings. You can't possibly know what real love is. I don't know how to spell out this analogy. You ever seen the fucking South Park one when they did the coronavirus? All we want is a shot. (laughs) It's the best double entendre ever. It's all these people that they don't care about the pleasures of the Oasis. All they want is a shot. And that was MRA. Who said that? So, like, can people that are both pursuing something fall in love and pursue it together? Or is Bonnie and Clyde also a fictional story? Quote, I created myself a state-of-the-art immersion rig. So Wade is going double in on his egg hunt now. All of my senses were heightened and keyed into the oasis, and no part of me remained tethered to the world. (laughs) Like I'm saying, nobody's right out here. It's all, is he wrong for forgetting about the world, or are people wrong for coping and forgetting that we need to better the world? kind of boring shit here he spends six months inside of his apartment (laughs) quote no one in the world ever gets what they want and that is beautiful he's pretty depressed we're gonna move along to the next chapter chapter four rage quit the sixers use this illegal tech to track artemis and they have another one of these discussions they're cheating it's not a fair game Artemis, if you don't know this, she's the Greek god of the wild. So it's a whole subplot here. He has to protect the environment, even though the environment doesn't care about him. You gotta balance with nature, even though motherfucking nature wants to kill you. 
or I'm just going fucking off my rocker on some young adult literature here. <laughs> Wade is not ready to receive love. Quote, Arcade was home to the Oasis' largest video game museum and where all of Holiday's trophies from the early days of his career were stored. Another really good part of the movie, there's this robot butler and he takes you through the history of everything. So he's going through the Hall of Trophies. There's these 20-foot-tall Space Invader machines, like a pizza parlor of your dreams. He finds a secret key inside the Hall of Records, and nobody else is looking there because he's a good little nerd. Quote, H found the second key and jumped ahead of me on the scoreboards. And then the coin had another clue on it for an old game named Zork. Zork Chops. Zork and Mindy. New Zork. Another place rings the bell on the map in Sector 7 this time. Lupus! Quote, Zork was a text adventure game, which meant that the players had to give the game simple commands in an attempt to beat it. Within the game was a trophy case, and to win it, every treasure collected in the game had to be returned to the case. And he finds everything first and returns it. Wade's getting cocky here, thinking he's the best student. Oh, I'll go and do the scavenger hunt in the morning. He goes to sleep. Quote, I'm woken by an alert. Norrin Sorrento has found the second gate and is now at the top of the scoreboard. Norrin Sorrento is the other owner. He's the bad guy, the head of IOI. The split from Ogden Morrow. One guy used his power for bad. Norrin Sorrento's trying to put ads in the Oasis. Quote, I was awoken again, this time Sorrento acquiring the third key, the crystal key. Sleep when you're dead, kid. He's fucking coasting when he should be climbing. An eventful night here. Shodo shows up. That's the Asian kid. He's going, the Sixers came to my real-life house and yeeted my brother off the roof of the apartment. Fuck! The 76ers. Akeem Olajuwon dunked a kid off of the apartment. <laughs> Wade, he's admitting here that even if he loses the contest, he's gonna kill himself. <laughs> so, like, Shoho's brother just got killed. Wade gives him this samurai sword, and he's like, this is no longer about fun to me. I'm going to kill IOI. And Wade responds, I'm on the same level, bro. If we don't win, I'm dead. So yes, we've crossed over into full Uncle Timothy McVeigh territory. <laughs> Guys are ready to destroy the machine. And again, I'm saying the South Park episode, the only thing that cures the human condition for some people is having a shot of mRNA therapy. Quote, there was no world, no identity without the contest and the scoreboard. If the game is rigged, we gotta fix the game. <laughs> He's right, though. Like, what are we doing here? I want to win. I don't want to live in communism. I would sooner move. I want to win! That's what fucking motivates me in life. <laughs> what are these systems? If it's rigged, is it really a f open network man? A free enterprise? We're mid-chapter here. Wade figures out the clue on the Jade Key reference to the film Blade Runner. I read that almanac 15 times. I think this was a deeper thing. I'm probably going crazy, but the movie Blade Runner. Runner, it's about drinking rum. <laughs> the whole thing is about being able to tell who's a human and who's a robot. So Halliday is going. The person who finds this next key, you have to be able to tell the difference between an IOI and a fucking person who's going to yeet a fetus off of an apartment. 
Like if you own a fucking company, you have to make sure that your successor has clear vision. Willy Wonka. <laughs> we get some gunslinging action here finally. Wade is approaching the high-rise tower. He blasts a bunch of NPCs all the way up to the 80th floor. Takes a test. Nothing happens. And then he blasts a couple more guys, goes up to the roof, and there's a jade key. Quote, I had already mastered the game a year before because of references to a link in the scoreboard. <laughs> the clue for the crystal key with a diamond red star. It was Halliday's favorite band. Rush was Halliday's favorite band. It's on the cover of 2112. Srinks, it's the name of one of the planets. He's doing his detective work. <laughs> this fucking quote was pretty badass. The key to finding the key was to retrieve a guitar from behind a waterfall and place it on its altar. When Wade finds it, he rips a forbidden lick on the axe, and then it reveals another clue, like a third gate opens up behind the waterfall. Him and uh, Artemis work together again, and the Sixers were stuck at this gate. He's like, they found the guitar, but none of them thought to play it. These fucking depressed adults. You gotta stop and play it, baby, Let's go. <clears throat> With the crystal key, Wade is back at number one on the scoreboard. He goes to scout the third gate. IOI has an entire army blocking off the castle. And in the real world, Wade's door is being slammed on. We have a warrant. He's being under arrest for unpaid IOI credit bills. And Wade was like fortifying his walls. He's dumping a bunch of hard drives. They finally break in and they take him to a re-education camp. <laughs> what was his fucking alias? Bryson Tiller? They book him under that. Did you see Walmart put out a AI? Like, you could go shop there now? I feel like if you break the rules in there, they're gonna make you work for Walmart forever. That's what this is, bro. Indentured servitude. He MacGyvers his way out of the jail cell, and he's able to, like, hack into IOI. He gets some inside views on the specs. They got armored vehicles, firepower beyond belief, the fucking Eye of Agamotto, a chainsaw gun from Gears of War. They're ready to defend this castle. Moving along to Chapter 5, Endgame. Wade escapes the factory. He uploads all that stolen data for the side of the Resistance. He also left a cyber bomb in the factory. It's set to detonate 36 hours in Timothy McVeigh time. <laughs> Ogden Morrow reaches out with some voice of God technology that only he has. See, like, he's the other creator. He's using the power for good. He goes, come stay with me. So all of the kids move to fucking Portland together. Ogden's, like, kicking it with them. They're walking around gardens. He's like, look at these. These are plants. Holy shit, we've never seen this. The corporation is saying that 80% the big fucking information he had. He's like, kids, you have to act now. The IOI is going to make it so that 80% of your field of vision is condensed with advertising. They found out that 80% is just the amount where you don't have a seizure. <laughs> so they're going to make everybody psychotic so that they could sell them some bullshit. <laughs> you got to act now. And then Aro, he, Maro gives them this giant rig that he's been saving. The five of them arrive in the Oasis and then head to Anorak's castle. 
Parzival's got all the internet fame in the world, so he starts streaming an epic speech. We're going to take down the corporation, but you have to be willing to zero out your coin. And unrealistically in the book, people start joining. Oh, okay, I'll give up everything. Parzival, I try to say this every week. <laughs> if you want your kids to live free, you got to be willing to zero out your coin. Quote, a concentrated pulsing mass of ships and avatars covered the ground and filled the air. And all these selfless people showed up. Although the Sixer army was large, it seemed to be outmatched by the multitude of gunters that arrived. These people hunt after gunts, big fat sections above the dick. <laughs> Perfectly timing, the shield drops, his cataclystic bomb goes off, and everybody charges the castle. Let's go. Wade is realizing how beneficial it is to be with the people in real life. You'll fight harder. He says everything I'd risked had already been worth it. Let's go. It's nerdy, but he's in full zealot mindset. He's ready to fucking rush the castle. Allahu Akbar! It's the biggest battle in the history of the Oasis. The Gunters are winning until Norin Sorrento, the CEO, unleashes his robot. He's shooting bolts of lightning out of his fucking fingertips. He makes a thunderstorm come and wipe out 500 players. He gets this fucking shockwave ability. And then fucking Soho uses his samurai sword and then the iron giant, which I forgot to say that he got. He fucking bosses up. They're throwing big iron fists at each other. And right as Norton Sorrento realizes he's about to lose, he detonates a cataclyst bomb. And this kills everybody. It kills his entire army, and it kills thousands of Gunthers that had assembled. If we can't have it, no one can. I gotta do more young adult literature. This is how the Hunger Games ended. They bombed the little sister Primrose. If we can't have it. The fucking castle, Agnorak, falls on top of Wade. So he's dead. And then comes the plot twist or what I would call a cop-out. Wade had a secret coin that lets him respawn when he dies. In the history of the Oasis, there was no record of any Avatar ever acquiring an extra life. Some deus ex machina, fucking lazy writing. Or I'm thinking here the author just really wanted there to be a resurrection scene here. A fucking second coming? How tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> Oh, I guess he actually is different. He jumps in a portal and finds himself in the world of Monty Python, Holy Grail. There's another fucking game they have to play. Sorrento and the Sixers are nine minutes behind. And he literally, he just sits through the entire Monty Python. <laughs> My Brian hurts. Oh shit, that's the life of Brian. It's only a flesh wound. And then Wade realizes that Halliday's egg, the final final egg, is in his workshop. So he goes and finds it in an old Atari game case. Wade has found the final egg. Halliday's avatar, Anorak, starts speaking to him. Congratulations, this is the final level. He drops to his knees, he's crying. <laughs> and then they shake hands, and his robes are transferred onto Wade's body. He gets the giant wizard hat. And then Holiday turns into a hologram in his in his pocket from now on. Holiday shows him the kill switch to the Oasis. He's like, I trust you. <laughs> you know when you have to shut it down. 
bro, like it's inevitable. I don't know what we're going to get biblical. Let's end the story. Quote, I created the Oasis because I never felt at home in the real world. I didn't know how to connect with the people there. I was afraid of all my life. Right until now, I knew it was ending. That was when I realized as terrifying and as painful as reality can be, it's also the only place where you can find true happiness. Because reality is real. My point for the day, escapism. We know what's real. At least I do, and I know what's leading us astray. <laughs> Quote, at least in the real world, you know the pain is real and the gain is real. And there's this one final scene. They're back at the ranch in Portland. The air is warm. There's chicks with green hair fucking on the sidewalk. The sun was already high overhead. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. I realized that for the first time in my life, I had no desire to log back into the oasis. That is, Wade, that is, until the author gets greedy and needs to write a second book. You're jacking back in. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Ready Player One. I'm saying we live in a time where no one wants to fix the problems. We just want to outlive them. I'm not the dystopian doomsayer. These are accurate worldviews. Nobody gives a fuck about the problems. I'm just going to be the next guy. <laughs> we have a congruent message. Nick's nonfiction will live. Next time on the show, we have got the microdosing guidebook. This is um, something that I'm pretty well versed in. I'd say I'm a bit of a scientist when it comes to macrodosing. <laughs> uh, the safest way, I think, is microdosing. Like I've said, I've read hundreds of books. These ones have value behind them. Microdosing guidebook, be there. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm thankful. I'm already thinking about next week. I'm so excited to be there with you guys. Hoping you're liking the weekend content. As I said, I'm taking a big trip between this and next week. So we're just going to keep getting better. That's all I do. That's all I know how to do. <laughs> Harry Schwann on Instagram, patreon.com slash the niche. Let me get a random soundboard effect to take this one home. Aha, Jonathan, you are banging my daughter. Jonathan got a good dick. Have a good one out there. Seven short days away. No more escapism. I'll see you then. Nick Muniz signing off. Peace.